Hear ye, hear ye, and welcome to the Royal Geek Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and tonight I am joined by my good buddies, Justin Sandoval, a.k.a. Sandy, and the one, the only, Anthony Amato. We like to call him Shimato. Gentlemen, we are back with some live, some fresh new content, courtesy of Disney+, Plus, which uh, is just a phenomenal service. We're talking The Falcon and The Winter Soldier tonight. Episode one. But most importantly, how are the two of you doing? Uh, great now that uh, Marvel's back. Uh, that one-week hiatus was rough, man. I don't know if I could have lived myself. I had to wait any longer <laughs> what did than you, that. How did you spend your time? I don't, I, honestly, I don't know. I don't, not, I don't know. You I know, lost track funny, of everything. I was thinking about it. Like, I had a really, really busy uh, week of work. Like, I was actually doing a lot of traveling. And it, that helped a lot because I was like, it, it kind of blew by. And yeah. now we got a no sh- another show. and. Yep. Five more weeks of it, it's it's great. Well, coincidentally enough, what we actually do with Justin is just like with Captain America, we put him put him on ice so that he wouldn't have to deal without a Marvel Disney Plus Which show to I, watch. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, you're you're old man Cap now, old man Justin, 106 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 106 years old. We are here to review episode one of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, titled New World Order. Love that. NWO, shout out. Uh, Let's see. Spoiler warning. We are going to talk about the details of the show. I know that's a big surprise because you probably weren't aware that we were going to talk about the details of the show. But here's your spoiler warning. Before we get into our review, we want to ask you to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And if you are on Apple, we would love if you could leave us a five-star review. Tell us some some sweet, kind words about how much you love our show. That would help us out a lot. And then follow us on Twitter, at Royal Geek Pod. All right, boys, time to jump in. What did we think of episode one? Just generally, how did you guys enjoy it? Um, I did you? <laughs> I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um. It was over really fast to me in my mind. Um, really, it went by fast for you? Yeah, for me, I, I felt like it went by pretty fast. It was, um, you know, the, I mean, there was there's a good bit of action in it, but um, then there were some some of the you know building blocks of a story being thrown out there. Um, it was, I don't know, it, it wasn't an amazing episode in my mind, but it was just kind of like it, it was very much like the first episode of a show. Kind of laying out what the lay the groundwork, yeah, laying the groundwork of what may be ahead. Yeah, uh, right off the, I mean, I enjoyed the episode, I really did. Uh, but right off the jump, the action scene, uh, it was very much over the top action. I, I loved it. Oh, yeah. uh, seeing Falcon uh, do his thing that he does right from man. the top. Man. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a that was a fun like twelve minute sequence, uh, and uh, we got to see uh, some cameos uh, from Batroc yeah. and. Uh, so Patrick Talipa. Yes, and then uh, so I mean the, the action was great and it was uh, it was refreshing. I'm going to say the action was refreshing because we were, we spent so much time with WandaVision, always like speculating and thinking yep. and 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 uh, uncovering the mysteries that WandaVision had or not it, uncovering the mysteries. No, no there was definitely there was definitely mysteries. There. No, 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 but just yeah. like whether we could. Figure oh them yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Had no idea, but uh, but yeah, the the. Straight to the point action where you know for a fact that there's going to be a, an outcome. You're either going to catch the guy yeah. or you're not going to catch the guy. Uh, so that was actually like really good. Um, that whole sequence was really good. So, and then, no, go ahead. So have you, uh, that scene actually reminded me a lot of a scene from, I don't know why, the A-Team movie. 
Like the, the whole helicopter fight in them, you know, the, kind of shen- and the, the shenanigans and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It reminded me a lot of, especially with like the border it being a border scene, because yeah. that was a large part of that scene in the A Team. I know that's kind of a weird kind of shout, but I don't know for some reason that's what my mind went to when I first saw that scene. Um, but it was almost like it, it, it was like a ticking time clock. Almost it was it was it was a way of having a ticking time clock without having the traditional ticking time clock um, in a, in a scene. So that, that it was pretty cool seeing you know him have to deal with that. And it is sometimes just nice to see somebody get like punched in the face or you know shot or you know something like that. A little more straightforward um, conclusion, like you were saying, than you know a little bit more playing off to the side. I really liked that first scene, and I I kind of was led to believe that he wasn't going to you know. That either he was going to go over the border into Libya or he wasn't going to successfully complete the mission. I kind of thought he might fail to start there. Um, but I really I really enjoyed the episode. I mean, I, I think I – when we first heard about all of the shows coming out, I think I was most excited about this one. I think – I've said this before on recordings that I'm I, now I am most excited about Loki more than anything after kind of seeing the trailer. Right. But I think when we first, a couple of years ago, heard about these uh, streaming shows, I was like, dude, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I cannot yeah. wait to see yep. that, you know? Um, and one episode in, I'm I'm not disappointed, not yet. No, no, not at all. Yeah, and, and I think there's like a, a healthy bit of mystery, yeah. um, which I know we'll talk about some of that here in a little bit. Um, I'm really intrigued where they're going to be going with the whole the shield dilemma, you know, like the actual Caps shield, <laughs> right. not the organization, but yeah. the actual shield. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's funny you said you felt like it was over really fast. I think my, in my head the whole time I was like, this thing's 49 minutes. This thing's 49 minutes. This thing's 49 minutes, uh, which like, you know, only the finale of WandaVision was that long. All the other ones were like 27. Yeah, that's 31. true. Good point. So I think the whole time I was like, I lo- every time I would pause it, I'm like, I still have 27 minutes left. <laughs> I still have 16 minutes left. I was just, like so excited. It felt like it, it kind of felt like it was taking forever yeah. for it to end for me. But um, it could be because I paused it a lot. I don't know why. I don't know why you would do that. Like uh, just <laughs> kind of the scenario where I was having to watch it to get it in today. But that's okay. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. You know, one of the most enjoyable things about the episode was watching these two, like, Avengers, right? Yeah. Doing, like, the most mundane things. Like, Yeah, I mean, it, it was definitely a little bit, like, odd and, you know, I don't know, it, it's kind of interesting because in a TV show you can kind of do this kind of thing where, you know, you start them off and they don't have a clear path yet. In, in movies, you can they can kind of start out that way, but they, you got to get to the point real quick in a movie, you know, because you don't have the length of time for you know your character to you know muddle around, you know, find his path in life, in you know, and in, in, you know, not so many words, but you know, it, you do see them, you know, moving around. They don't really have a. A direction quite yet. What were some of the mundane things you you like? How much more relatable is is Falcon now that you know that he's trying to get consolidate alone and he gets turned down? Like I yeah. mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's like stuff that everyday yeah, people that do. Yeah, that was uh, that was a bit that was not a fun scene to watch. Yeah, or that guy was sleazy man. Oh yeah, I know exactly. Or yeah. how uh, uh, Winter Soldier, um, he's he's bad on dates. Like yeah, if, I mean, <laughs> you know, hanging out with old isn't people isn't a surprise. No, which, no, which no, originally no, no, I was ho- I was. Kind of hoping that he was that the old guy who was he was butting around with was like like a five or six year old from Brooklyn when he like when he 
when he oh, was that'd be from hilarious. before. I th- yeah. That's what I thought he was going to be. It ended up being a much sadder uh, oh, reason, gosh. but... The, don't go there yeah, yet. We'll yeah, come back. We'll come back to that. But I thought it would have been awesome if he was just like this little like five or six year old that had was from Brooklyn that you know knew his secret, but like was like, oh yeah, oh I remember you, Bucky. Like, or, you or his sister babysat him, and he was like a like a smaller baby. That guy yeah, was cool just, yeah, yeah, just something like that. Like seeing the extreme reversal of roles yeah. would have been really funny to see. I think one thing I really did like, and a part of it was his awkward date, but. I actually really enjoyed Bucky's like everything, everything about yeah. Bucky this episode. Agreed, yeah. he was like one of the, watching him struggle and dealing with all that. Like, yep. it yep. really like hit home. Yeah, yeah, this is the first time you've really been able to actually see Bucky as a person. Yeah, um, because a- as the Winter Soldier, I mean, we got a good bit of him in the in the first Avenger. I mean, but you didn't but really so take a whole lot into his personality. I mean. Right? Yeah. He's more. Um, he was more of like a a, a quote unquote weapon. We've seen him from from yeah. before, but like now you actually are starting to. Uh, kind of piece oh, together a person man. out of this, and I think a lot of the stuff you saw in like First Adventure was First Avenger was from Steve's idealized eyes of what he saw Bucky in this like pedestal kind of view. Whereas this is more like what Bucky really is, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and and just just seeing the uh, the amount of like trauma he's gone through, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and okay, real quick. Maybe my favorite little moment of the entire episode is when he's doing his amends. He's talking to oh, his, yeah. his his shrink, yeah. right? And um, and he's doing his amends, and they're going through the rules. And this whole yeah. sequence going through the rules is amazing. You know? Agreed. Rule number one, don't do anything illegal, right? Yeah. Rule number two, and it's the most important rule. Well, then why isn't rule number one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, don't hurt anyone. Rule number three is basically he needs to kind of rep- essentially say this like line or this yeah. mantra i guess yeah. um but when he when he's at the car talking to the former um hydra person who's now a senator yeah. and he says the i'm no longer the winter soldier i'm you know james buchanan barnes <laughs> and this is a something like this is an attempt to uh, make amends, make make amends. amends. and he just Smiles when he smiled. Oh, yeah, yeah. When he smiled, that was my favorite part, man. Yeah, that one little moment was like just so perfect for me. Um, I, I really loved it. Uh, I mean, uh, Bucky had a lot of really good moments in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that uh, we see we introduced to him by a, a dream and he's flashing back to when yeah. he was a Winter Soldier, but then when he wakes up, he's on the floor, like in sweating, and yeah, uh, like it's it's real, man. He is he is going through it. Yeah. He's doing his best to try to uh, reacclimate to the world. Uh, it's mentioned that he's pardoned uh, in there, but he I, he truly hasn't even pardoned himself. I don't believe like yeah. he's still de- um, dealing yeah. with all those uh, yeah, that, terrible the, things he did. Yeah, that's a large part of the why I think he's going to a shrink. Other than the fact that it's probably a part of the deal. you know yeah. Yeah, part of the deal is for that. sure. And, and it was really interesting, like when he was talking to his, his psychiatrist. Um, it it remind the like the the path that he was on reminded me of a mix of. Um, of both like the twelve step method when you're going when you're um, like an alcoholic, um, and Asimov's laws, which are like the laws of robotics, where you know the idea of because Asimov's like three laws basically you can't hurt people and you know you, you don't you don't harm humans and things like that. But then also the amends was very much pulled from like the twelve step. So it was it was an interesting idea, especially because of the fact that he is. 
in in all and he's part machine as well like his arm is you know is very much a mechanical object and it was an interesting mix of those in my mind of those two things is asimov laws is all about like the the laws of being a robot um and the 12 steps is very much about making amends it was just it was an interesting mix of those two they're very human and very like almost robotic you know subsets yeah and it's good you mentioned that because he's he was almost robotic when he was the winter soldier yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. That, like like just like it, it was very interesting because it was almost like they were mixing it just as he was mixed between almost human and machine as well and and i just love seeing him try to interact with people you know yeah. like the, when the when his uh <clears throat> when his japanese buddy yuri yuri that's right yeah. asks uh, that girl on a date for for him oh, yeah you know <laughs> you can just see how uncomfortable he is. And the whole yeah. time that they're, like, hanging out on their date is just, yeah. it's gold. It's, what are you doing? Very cringeworthy. Yeah. yeah. I'm reading your mind. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you wearing gloves? <laughs> yeah. Why are you wearing gloves? What did he say? Poor circulation? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that is kind of sad, though, man. I mean, like, a guy who is, I feel like a lot of people probably know. Maybe not everybody. It's not like he's Captain America. Right. Right. Yep. But, I mean, even thinking back to Civil War, when they uh, you're watching the news broadcast of the, the bombing at the U.N. when he was framed, like, they put it out, like, the, the Winter Soldier, you know? Yeah. Like, so there are probably tons of people. Maybe this uh, waitress or this bartender doesn't know who he is, but there are tons of people around the world who know yeah. who he is. And for those that don't, he's got to hide his metal arm, you yeah, know? that's true. Yeah, <sighs> poor oh. Bucky, man. It's a good thing he had a haircut. Yeah, I mean, he was looking good. <laughs> He's a handsome fella. Yeah, I mean, it is. Um, it is kind of hard because it was. You really get to see kind of the differences between Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Because even though, I mean, yeah, he was frozen in in ice for that long. You know, Captain America came back as a big hero, and he came back as a, you know. He he came back as, you know, this huge spectacle, and everybody was, you know, basically kneeling before him as he was so great and amazing. Um, but, you know, they started out as these th- these two very similar people in a in, – in the same – from the same borough in Brooklyn, New York, and, you know – Cap has that journey, whereas the Winter Soldier has this journey that it, his mind is just so scarred, and he goes, he's lived this. In, and I mean, in a lot of ways, he was frozen. You know, he was. You oh, yeah. know, you know, he even just, though he was there, he wasn't really just, there. Just woken up for 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 the assassinations. For, yeah. yeah, he was just woken up for an assassination, and even really when he was woken up for assassinations. It was like he was on autopilot, you know. He wasn't – I mean he was in control, but he wasn't really in control of what was going on. So, I mean and, – and then, you know, him coming out of it, he, he, and he's almost seen as a villain in a lot of ways by people because of the things that he had done in his past. And whereas the Captain America got seen, you know, one, got put up on this pedestal, the Winter Soldier was, you know, very looked at as a, you know – a bad person in a lot of ways, yeah, whereas they both started out where they just wanted to serve their country. They both wanted to, you know, do great things. What happens when one of them gets kidnapped by some Nazis? Yep. You know, it's sad, but I, I'm intrigued to see where they go from here. You know, it's interesting that Sam, we're, we're we are one episode in of a six episode show and uh, Sam and Bucky aren't together yet. 
Yeah. So yep. I was that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I, I like it. It helps like build it. each individual character. Right. It, yeah. It builds it up, but uh, obviously there's going to be something that brings them together. Um, it was it was cool that the, the psychiatrist pointed out like, oh, you're ignoring texts from Sam. Yeah. yeah. So obviously that's ten Sam's, phone numbers yeah. in your phone. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously Sam was trying to reach out this whole entire time. Um, but yeah, it's, it was interesting that they went with the approach in episode one to just have them not even interact at yeah. all. So, uh, it, Let, no, go ahead. I was going to say, let's do this. Let's talk a little more about Bucky. Then we'll go to Falcon. All right. Because I feel like it really has, I mean, it's the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, you mentioned earlier about, uh, Yuri's son. Yes. Who we see in the flashback that, I mean, this is rough. So yeah. even in the flashback, I didn't think it was going to connect Later on. Yeah. But even when I was watching it, you just feel so bad for this guy who just is scared and he can't get this key in the lock. Yeah. And it really was the wrong place at the wrong time. Like he was, yeah. you know, Winter he Soldier just was, went out with his friends. Winter, I know. Winter Soldier was not there t- to kill him. No. And I was part of me was wondering, like, oh, does he let him go? But I'm like, no, there's no chance. Nope, I mean, this none. is a ghost assassin. He can't, there can't be any witnesses, you know? And so we uh, we see that he kills him, and then uh, later, man, when they're uh, getting lunch, I mean, you see Yuri talk about his son, and yeah, I was like, gosh, oh. it broke me, man. Yeah. I was I was feeling it hard. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he said dead son, I was like, uh oh, yep, uh oh. <laughs> it was yeah. It was... And then he described, you know, he was a consultant overseas, and just wrong. The police said wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, and it's like, oh my gosh, and then and then. And I, there's one thing I love about the show. Anytime they're flashing back to like evil Winter Soldier, like Hydra Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier, they play that like that music from you know the Winter Soldier film, yeah, yeah. Captain America oh, Winter yeah, Soldier. Yeah. They, I can't really describe it here, but it's like the like the <laughs> the, the, the screen that's kind of stretched it's out. Really, yeah, yeah. Um, that's amazing. I wonder if anyone can actually hear that. I, I think it was too low. Yeah, it's probably yeah. too low for the mics to pick it up. What I just did, but. I mean, it just goes to show you, like, those little audio cues, you you see them all yeah. the time in movies and TV where, you know, you're like, oh, that's that's the, uh, the, that's the cue to that person or that situation in this universe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but that was just so sad. I mean, I, oh, yeah. uh, and then I don't know, like, how do you make amends for that one, right? I mean, he... I mean, like, he seems like he's doing like he's he's befriending him. And he's like doing the best to try to take care of him. But like at the end of the day, like he's gonna have to he, tell him. Yeah, right? I mean, he's got to. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I think right. I think he's partially also struggling right now with you know uh, he feels like he's making trying to make amends by befriending him and taking care of him. But there's also this struggle with you know once he tells him, does that wipe away anything that he had done for him? You know that idea of you know. Is there any way he can make amends afterwards? You know, like, like, is the best choice to not tell him at all and just, you know, do like a silent amends in the sense of taking care of him his whole life Without and ever just saying not anything. tell. Yeah, is that the best way to do it, or is it better to be truthful? And even though they did drop the one hint of um, the the girl was like, oh yeah, he just the worst part is he just doesn't know. Yeah, you know, and like that's a very double sided thing to say there because it's like, oh yeah, it's it's best to know, but do you really want to know? Like, did would you he, want would you want to know your closest friend is the person that killed your son? Like, do you, would you really want to know that? Is it, kind of how 
how I see yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That's that's going to be the rub. That's going to be the decision yep. that Bucky's going to have to make at some point. It's crazy, man. I, I can't wait to see where they go more with his character and watching him make amends. And Zemo is on his list. I don't know if yeah, you guys saw the I list. Saw that, yeah. yeah. There's a couple others that are probably important that I don't necessarily know the significance of just yet. Wish I was, uh, you know, had, had more background knowledge of some of those those names. But some of the names on there were just like throwaways to creators of uh, comic sure, book story storylines. But and there's stuff no like way. That. There's at least one or two that's also a, a big. There's got to be another storyline there. But what's All interesting right. about Zemo is if Zemo's on the list. Here's the thing I, w- I want to talk about. This is a little speculation on my part. The last thing that Bucky should remember of Zemo is Zemo being in prison from after Civil War. So if he's trying to make amends and he's in prison, what more could he do, right? Yeah. So my, my thoughts are he's probably already out of prison at this moment. I mean, at the very least, I would he, he, gets, so, he yeah. could face, them at, face him at least. Maybe, but I, I, I just feel like I think we're going to get a scene. My prediction it's going to come back around to this. I think we're going to get a scene where Zemo was not blipped, but he was in prison during the blip. And then, you know, there probably weren't enough guards to keep the prisoners in check and, you know, people escaped. And I think they're going to have a scene during the blip of Zemo kind of escaping. And I think that's why um, he's going to know – Bucky's going to know about that, and that's why he's on his list. So you just made the list. All right. Um, Let's talk about Sam. Well, one, can I say one last sure, thing? It's interesting that he also has a list very similar to Steve Rogers' list um, in the sense of... Like a little oh, notebook? Yeah, just like a little old notebook. list, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, just yeah, one last little thing about Some that. Just, about old people from New York with, like... Taking you know, notes. Taking on, notes. On paper with a pencil. Paper with a pencil. Yeah. yeah. No. It's crazy. Just like our co-host Shimada. <laughs> <laughs> As he looks to his notes now. Yeah. I am from New York, and I have a very old soul. <laughs> very. No. Um, anything else on Bucky before we get to Sam? All right. Let, let's talk about the Falcon. All right. So, again, we talked about the opening action sequence. That was sick. But then they're in Tunisia kind of just recouping from their little, you know, battle. And he's hanging out with a guy named Torres. Yep. So, um, Torres... I don't know much about this, but I did do a little digging. He is actually a character from the comics. Yes. Do you guys know much about Joaquin Torres? Uh, he's essentially takes on the mantle of the Falcon. When the Falcon takes on the mantle, mantle of, of Captain, Captain America. America which yep. is something that's been speculated would be in this show, like a, part, a main premise of, of this show. Um, so look out for more from Torres. I kind of like his character. Yeah, I yeah. do too. I do too. I really like his character. Um, I'm excited to see more of that. Uh, while they're sitting there, they're talking about – Torres is talking about the, uh, the the flag smashers, right? Yes. Yeah. So we see their little manifesto. Um, did, I, did he say Mephisto? No, I did not. <laughs> I said like their propaganda. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is the red hand. The, the red hand. hand. Yeah. Yeah. So what he said is they, they, they liked the way things were during the blip. Yeah. Which is interesting. Again, how many times have we talked about this? Just like, I want to know more about those five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, with half the world's population vanishing, I- I'm sure nations that were at war or nations that had beef with one another probably didn't care about things as much anymore. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really want to know more, and I'm sure we're going to get much more of their motivation, these uh, flag smashers. But, yeah, what did you guys think of all this? 
Yeah, I like the the propaganda was like more like digital. Like it looked yeah. like it was like a AR um, sticker or yeah, code like you on had the a camera. QR, yeah. QR, yeah, QR, yeah, QR, yeah. You had to put your 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 camera facing it. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it, it was definitely interesting to see it that it went out like that, almost like a like a social media thing, almost like an old school idea of a um, like a flash mob. You know, yeah, when they like did that the kind bank, of setup where like the you, bank robbery or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To you know, set up something for you know a distraction. Yeah, you know, that was, cool. so, so that was definitely interesting, and you know, it, it does kind of like you were saying, it does bring up a lot of questions about what 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 the world was like during the blip once again, because you know what was you know I mean when it comes down to the base of it, I mean maybe the world was you know better in some ways during the blip in the sense of you know people were more maybe they were you know more forgiving maybe they were nicer maybe they rallied more around the human race because of what had happened you know you know maybe it doesn't it it sounds sinister to say it was better when half the planet was gone you know but you know the way people actually acted because of it May have been actually, you know, a nicer world, which was Thanos's point. Yes, yes. that's true. Which I mean, it, it which is what made what I mean, which is once again what made Thanos very interesting because he yeah. is <laughs> is from a very like very macro point of view. It it made some sense, you know. You're like, oh well, you know, if there are only ten things of food and you have twenty people. Best way to get feed everyone is to get rid of half the population, and then everyone eats. And the way instead it, of ten people starving, the way uh, the way Torres talks about the the flag smashers, yeah. uh, he even says their cause is like to be uh, to go back to a nation without borders. Like yeah. even that pitch alone, I'm like, oh, that yeah. that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Like, World without borders, yeah. yeah. Like that's that's pretty good. Like yeah. why, why would we not support that? Why would we not get behind that? But then obviously we're gonna learn more of the motives and the going on behind it. But, yes, but. The, the general pitch, you're like, oh, yeah. Like, okay, that sounds not And that's probably how yeah. they win people over. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. But there's definitely more underlying. Yeah, yeah for that sure. we're going to unravel through this These uh, are Thanos' disciples. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, it comes down to also how you decide to go about it. Like, are, are, you, are you getting to that by, you know, committing heinous acts? You know, or acts of kindness? Like, how are you getting there? Flash yeah. mobs. You know, the, the robbery, journey, violence, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Jur- the journey matters. You know <laughs> <laughs> how to get there. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't wait to see more of it. But again, it's just to the point of like what was going on in the in those five years, and you know, you know this. I think this is set six months after um, the blip. The blip. Yes, yeah. that's what. No, 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 not no, the no blip. After Endgame. End oh, game. After oh, Endgame. End game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which means like you know the the flag smashers probably. I'm I'm assuming that Endgame was the moment where they got their inspiration because oh yeah by the way everybody's back and we had seen in Wandavision in a, in just one hospital what it looks like when everybody's coming back at one oh, time yeah, yeah. chaotic and the, and the chaos of it mm-hmm. right so like I we're pro I I'm, I don't know I hope we get some sort of flashback to you know why the Flag Smashers are um, it's is it weird saying that Flag Smashers. Yes, very much so. It feels yeah. a little weird. Saying there is a there is a character in the comics that's actually his his name is Flag Smasher, which uh, they yeah. decided to make it a group this time right. uh, in the MCU, which is, is strength in numbers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because uh, <clears throat> even Sam is like, did they have to pick a such a oh, yeah, sucky name, name yeah. or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I'm I uh, I can't wait to see more of that. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed seeing more of the Falcon. Um, he, I mean, his uh, his wittiness and like his, just his overall demeanor. Yeah. Like he's he's one of the guys, man. He's like he's one of the bros. Um, so it was enjoyable to see see his interactions. His interactions with his sister were, uh, I mean, I enjoyed those as yeah. well. Um, just the sibling rivalry he got there. You can really sense, like, okay, yeah, that, that's, yeah. They're, they're in this. They're in this thing. Um, but one thing I was questioning, like, he's from Louisiana in the yeah. MCU. But, like, in the comic books, he's from Harlem in New York City. So uh, I know Anthony Mackie is from Louisiana. but So maybe they just wanted to go and roll with that. You said in the comics he's from Louisiana? Yeah. And Sam but Wilson. in the MCU, no, no. In, in the comic books, Sam Wilson is from uh, Harlem, oh. New York. So they changed it for the they, MCU. Yeah, okay. they changed it for the MCU. But I think it's probably because of Anthony Mackie. Yeah, it's probably because of Anthony Mackie, and they probably wanted to create a larger world view. Um, because yeah, otherwise, in New York. Yeah, otherwise <laughs> yeah, it would have seriously. been you know like Harlem Look, and the Brooklyn. Tenth superhero from you know New York. Yeah, it would have been very much Harlem, Brooklyn, and you'd have been done. So, um, so, so I do kind of understand that, and it, it was interesting, like you were saying, like you know his wit, and like he, he's he's one of those people that feel you feel like he could, you know, charm you into like anything, you know. But it's what made his like his which which made the bank experience so weird. On top of that, because uh, you could tell like he was used to almost kind of getting, getting what he what wants, he wanted, yeah. and this person just was not giving anything back, and he he. But you still tell wanted he, selfies with him. Yes, but he he didn't quite understand. Like he, like he he didn't understand like why this wasn't working. It would it was it was almost like if you know you you were like a really hot person who got all of a sudden really ugly, and then you expected like the same like <laughs> like experience. Tell, in tell life. my life story, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would have had to been really hot at one point, but <laughs> Dang. ouch, that's true. I would have. That is true. He's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I mean, it, you're you're right. You're yeah. onto it. I mean, he was feeling. Uh, <laughs> he was very much caught off guard. Yes. in that bank scene. Yeah, like it didn't make sense to him. Like it was, and 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 for yeah. him, like him and his sister are still seeing that differently, right? Because she's yeah. like, "See, I told you so," and he's like, "No, no, no. This is it, it's not this way." Yeah. Like he's like in denial. Yeah. Um. But even even what the uh, the you know crummy little uh, bank manager said, like you know. Um, uh, Sam said, I know that we qual- qualify for some sort of loan. He's like, at one point, yes, but when everyone came back, like, things are different. Like, yeah, yeah. they had to tighten up. Yeah, and again, it's like the the ramifications of bringing back, you know, 3.5 yep. billion people in a day. Yeah, changes. For a, for a world that has, for better or worse, moved on after yeah. five years. You I know? mean, yeah, it comes down to, like, that, that, that idea of, you know, I know it seems fickle to think of it in financial terms, but, you know, you think of all that f- stuff. Like, what happens to your car loan? What happens to your house loan if you don't pay for five years, <laughs> technically? You know? Yeah, you have no source of income over the last five years. Well, yeah. <laughs> he didn't exist. Like, yes, heck, exactly. Man? So it's yes. like, it, it's a very, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very much so. And it's, you know, okay, and it, it's really hard for the, for... And you can kind of see it a little bit on the other side as well because you're like, they can't just be giving out loans to every single person who comes back. You know, like, because you would love it if they could, but financially. We get it. You lost everything. We, yeah. can't, we can't help you jumpstart and get it back. Like, <laughs> like for, But you can't do that for 150 million people all at once. Yeah. It's really hard when you're talking about the United States. If you're right. just, what should be, like, the idea of this? And I know that sounds fickle, but it's like, it, it, 
you got to make decisions at some point, you know, and they're yeah. terrible. I mean, sometimes they're terrible decisions and yeah. you really want them to make, you would really love it for them to be able to do that. But companies for a large part, aren't going to want to be able to want to do that. They have to, they have, they have to tighten up. I mean, things have to be regulated in some sort of way. And again, this gets back to what we said a few weeks ago, reviewing WandaVision. It's like, we need to know. We need to know why Sword and Director Hayward is the way that he is. We need to know, like all we saw at the end of Endgame was fireworks going off and people hugging and happy. And of course, yeah. you're going to be excited when your loved ones come back. But what are the ramifications of bringing back? What does life look like for everybody involved? Not just those who are blipped, but for those who were all of a sudden getting their loved ones back. But yeah. I, man, I don't know. I I was talking to. Some friends of mine, some some friends of the pod, shout out Clay and Merrill. I know they're they're going to listen to this at some point. I was talking to them earlier today, and I was like, imagine like you have a um, like a mortgage, right? Yeah. And you get blipped. That house gets repossessed. Five years later, you come back. You you literally reform inside that living room, and somebody else owns that house, and they're there watching TV or something. Yeah. And there's, yeah. and it's not like so who gets the it house? Was, it was not like it was anything illegal or anything no. like, like fishy with it. They bought that house. So who gets the like, house? Like, like, yeah. So how do they? How do? How do you what, figure that what out? What sort of agency I mean, up like yeah, organizes yeah, exactly? Who, who who oversees how that gets settled? Like, yeah. is there a monetary settlement? Like, what what do you do? Oh my gosh, man! I just you need the show. I need you answers. Need you need yeah. it, man. I need answers. Oh you need you need gosh. House Hunters Marvel Edition. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh man i just okay you know how we're doing what if yeah i just need an episode about like not not just like yeah what if someone came back like this just what like someone what came back like that just instead of what yeah. if just what what <laughs> <laughs> new series yeah uh marvel needs to hire me i think that's just what it comes down yeah. to yeah yeah clearly all right um man I'm really loving it. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else of significance. Uh, just oh, the whoa. ending. No, no, no. no. Well, before that, well, let's get to that. Okay. Okay. First of all, what's with Sam? Kind of like you know, I can't. You know, I gotta give up the legacy of the shield. I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't hold the shield, but at the same time, he's telling his sister, "You can't let go of the of the boat." Uh, that's you know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. She like she's wanting to move on. He's like, "No, we have to hold on to this legacy." But it's like, well, what about the shield, bro? You just dropped the shield off at the yeah. museum. It wasn't his legacy, though. That's the problem. Yeah, I think that I think the large part of that is he does not see it. Neither as Neither is his the own. boat; it's his dad's legacy. <sighs> I don't know. It, it, it's when it's family and it's blood. It, it kind of well, it's Cap is inherited. old enough to be his dad. <laughs> yeah. All right. He so, just he just met him like I mean older than that actually. Ago, so. Cap is probably old enough to be his grandfather. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. But I, I mean, I think that's part I of like saying, though, the, yeah. the very well could be part of his journey. Part of the journey of the show is him realizing that the shield is his legacy as well. Yeah, like you know that that there very well may be a large part of his realization was, hey, this mantle was given to me by yeah, and even it, it is mine now. War Machine, War Machine even asked him like. Why did you take up the mantle? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Such a meta question, you know. Like, <laughs> why did you do it? It's like, yeah, the fans want to know that too. Like, we've been wondering that. Who's going to take it? Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, he drops it off at the Smithsonian. So some jabroni. Some uh, some stupid government official says this. You know, you did the right thing by you know turning paying, it in, turning you know? it in. 
And it's like, and they even put it in the freaking thing, like they're gonna have the, it yeah, on display. The yeah. Case, yeah. To then, like, who knows how much longer afterwards this this event happened? But at the end of the uh, the episode, they're they're announcing a new Captain America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he runs out in a suit, and he's carrying the, the, shield. the shield. And disrespect, man. Yeah, Golly. yeah. What y'all think of this? Uh, this this storyline better be good because the guy looked ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if he's is is he just gonna be like what Captain America was right afterwards? I think he's, he's gonna, gonna be a, head. I think he's gonna be uh, appear to be what Captain America is on the outside, but it, he's actually gonna be corrupt and yeah. power power hungry and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, he's gonna probably end up being one of the main uh, antagonists. Yep. In or is, or is he just gonna be some random jabroni? Or is he gonna be like, like Trevor from Iron Man Three? <laughs> Trevor, no. Like, like, is he just gonna be some random dude who he, he just kind of looks it's like the a part. CrossFit champion? They just yeah, got literally, he's just some random dude that they got to dress up, and he's like, I mean, like almost literally, almost like Trevor from where he's just like yeah. he's just playing the role. He's just he's just an actor. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm just here to hold the shield. I don't know what you want me to do. Wait, do I smile? Which camera do I look into? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's did, a. Did you guys catch that he winked at the end? He guys, winked. Yeah, oh, watch, it, watch it again. It was bad. So man. smug, dude. Yeah. I did, I do not like the way he looks. I just, I just going to say it. The w- the way his face looks, just want to punch it. Yeah, very much so. It actually looked like it already had been punched. Yeah, uh, you just. <laughs> it's just so bad, dude. Oh, so it's exactly how a lot of countries think of America. Very punchable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. I love how they just got some like just white dude with an ugly smile. To yeah. like hold the shield up, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll they'll pr- I, again. I would not be surprised if there's some sort of racial undertone to this. I mean, I mean and, they've already shown it. Yeah, and it's a big part of the comics. Like that's a that's a huge part. There is a whole there's a whole story. story line, yeah, uh, there's a whole storyline of not even the the racial issues with like uh, um, uh, Sam, but there's a whole another Captain America, like a black Captain America, who was like a race from history in the comic books. And there's rumors that they might bring that character on and. And you know, gosh, I mean, I don't know. It I would mean, it would be fitting for the times, of course. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense. I mean, that that's what that whole entire bank scene was. You know, that was all about race. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it it, it seemed like it was for sure. And or or at least that's a very least what the well, sister believed. That's what it the to sister be. felt, right? And yes. and then the guy had plenty of reasons to say how it's not about race. It's yeah, it's actually about everybody. It's about 3.5 billion people coming back at one time, yep. you know. So, yeah, there's probably going to be some cultural analysis that I think is going to be fitting to our time. I think so, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, I mean, that's what that's what art is about a lot of times. So uh, it'll, it'll probably be a good story. Um, and at the end of the day, whether you're white or black, the U.S. agent that showed up there at the end, he's a punk little bee, if you yeah. ask me. Oh, yeah, everybody. I guarantee you, yeah, <laughs> he's everyone's a punk against little him bee, for man. sure. Yeah, man. I do not like that guy. Mm. I do not like that guy. I do not like his face, Justin. I want to punch him I in the know, face. I know, man. I know. So, uh, quick question as we are wrapping up here. Um, okay, so, like, what would you guys say your, like, favorite takeaway from the episode was? Like, what was your favorite favorite thing? Um, outside this of Bucky's exper- Bucky smile? This is a little experiment here. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Humor me here. Um, let's see. I'll, I mean, I definitely – my favorite thing was probably the reveal of – Bucky taking care of the old man and it being the father of his uh, of a guy he killed, of an okay. innocent guy that he killed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. T- Tyler. Bucky smile. 
Lucky Smile. Okay. Or the Atlanta United billboard in the <laughs> nice. in the uh, in the shot in the in the parking garage that that's, you can see in the background. That, that's also awesome. Uh, mine, my favorite favorite thing was just like Bucky and all the struggles, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we we all, we say that okay. Um, at the, as soon as we, I got done watching the show, I was watching with my wife, and I was like, "So you got any hot takes uh, that you want to share with me? Maybe I can uh, throw it on the pod." And hers was just so great that I had to share it, and it has to do with what we just said. Okay, all right, let's hear it. Uh, she said, "Well, uh, Falcon's nobody's favorite hero." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! W- Bucky was like the best part of this whole entire thing. Like, just his yep. struggle, everything had to do with that. Uh, I, it, why? Yes. Like, Falcon's cool though. Like, like I mean, his 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 flight, his fighting yeah. style, and all that kind of stuff. And, but yet, and he incorporated some cool aspects of that that we've never seen before. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. In this exactly. Episode, yes. In this he, scene. Yeah. He did things that we've been yearning for and wanting him right. to do. Yeah. And yet, our takeaway is that Bucky was cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's got a metal freaking arm. Uh, we didn't see it once except for when he was flashbacks. There, but yes, you know it's yes, there. Yeah. But anyway, so Fal- right. Falcon is nobody's favorite my, hero. My, my theory on that is, for me, it's because I'm frustrated with Sam right now. For Actually, giving it up. For yes, giving up the... Yes, okay, okay. Yes. I, I like that. Sam a lot. I really do. Um, but I, I'm, you know, I'm like, dude, why are you giving up the shield? You know, like... Oh, I know, right? I, I'm very much where, uh, where Rhodey is. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You well, know? And I definitely think right now... I think one of the biggest issues with Sam is also he is still in sidekick mode. He has, and that's why I think that's one reason why he can't embr- also embrace the mm, here it is the the, the shield yet because he needs to grow. He needs to grow into like he needs to grow into being Captain America. Whereas he was always you know on the left. You know he was always that yeah. you know I follow Cap just slower. You know he was always the follower. <laughs> right. he was, you know, he's Captain America before the Super Soldier Serum. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, he, he very much is. But he, he 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 has that. He needs to grow his personality. He needs to grow his character into being a person who he feels himself to be ready to take on the Shield himself. Yeah, yeah. good man. That's, That's great. great. And and I I've sensed that before as well with Sam in just the Marvel community. And I think it's because he's always in the shadow of, of Cap. Cap. Yeah. Um, so, but I've always liked him, and and I think when you got a villain who's as cool as the Winter Soldier, and then he becomes good, and he, you know, you're, there's still so much mystery to him. Like you know a lot about Sam and his personality and the way he talks, the way he acts. That's true. And there's still things that you're learning about Bucky. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that you're that you're starting to see. But I think uh, we'll. My, uh, I think people by the end of this, yeah, by yeah, the end of this, yeah. I mean, I, I would hope so. If not, that'd be a big miss on Marvel's part. And we all know that Marvel does not miss <laughs> uh, Iron Man three. <laughs> that Marvel Thor rarely two. misses. <laughs> Speaking of missing, we're going to talk about DC on our next pod. Um, so make sure you listen uh, for that. We're going to be doing a review of the Justice League, the Snyder Cut that just came out. So uh, we're going to be talking about that here. Uh, that's actually going to be released. Same time as this episode. So if you listen to this one first, uh, we also recommend that you check out our review of the four-hour epic movie, Justice League, yeah, Snyder Cut. and we can only do it justice by doing a four-hour podcast. Four-hour podcast. That is right. <clears throat> no, it's not. But it will be – I'm sure it will have plenty of <laughs> – I'm sure it will be a decent length for a podcast. Um, yeah. So, boys, I enjoyed episode one. Can't wait for episode two. Got five more weeks of Falcon Winter Soldier. I just love counting down to things. Next next Friday, yeah. let's go. I know it's great. It's <laughs> it's so nice to have this 
recurring content. So can't wait to review it with you guys, talk about it with y'all and to our listeners. Thanks for listening. We hope you stick around as we do reviews for the rest of this season and future projects in Marvel, DC and other properties as well. Um, Thanks so much for listening. We love having you guys on. Uh, Once again, please follow us on Twitter at Royal Geek Pod and please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. For my good friends, Justin and Anthony, this is T-Roll saying thank you so much for checking out this episode. We will see you next time, you peasants. (laughs) 